Welcome to the Ether. Today's Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. This episode of the Ether is brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Take advantage of their Terra Luna Intel report on Telegram, which brings you the hottest news and updates on all things Terra each and every day. Find it using the link in the show notes. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, we have an AMA with Axelar and Manta Network. Let's take a listen. All right. Hey, everybody. Your ghost, Victor Shumo. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. How's everyone doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Excellent. All right. Looks like we've got the whole crew together here. Your ghost, I will hand it over to you. All right. So, yeah, I guess maybe quick introductions. It seems like we have some folks from the Manta community over. So uh, let me go first. Uh, I'm one of the founders of Axelar. Axelar is a decentralized and universal interoperability platform that is connecting all major chains, including Polkadot parachains, Bitcoin, the Cosmos ecosystem, Ethereum in the future Solana, and uh, more. And uh, we just launched uh, or we just started doing our gradual mainnet rollout over the past couple of weeks. Uh, we just announced the first application, the first cross-chain application that uh, we launched on top of Axelar. It's satellite. It's the first of its kind. It's a decentralized bridging solution that uh, can move UST and Luna from Terra to all major EVM blockchains. And uh, we already have some traction. So to anyone interested, go to our website, uh, check it out. There's already some pools on the Avalanche where you can trade, get some, some APR and, uh, and so on. And, uh, you know, with respect to this call, we've known Sumo for, for quite a while. Uh, we work closely together back at Algorand. Uh, and uh, Sumo was always one of the few people that would stay in the office uh, until late at night just working, you know, on crypto and, uh, and other stuff. And uh, Sumo, I know we never talked about this. So as you're doing your introduction, we'd love to also hear uh, how you came up with uh, the idea for Manta. Because I believe like cryptography and privacy was not always in your background. So very curious to hear what motivated you to, to start this with Victor. Uh, great. Thanks, Hirogus. Yeah. So it's a, it's, it has been a, like a super fun journey. Like I, uh, I guess my first job is a research scientist at Algorand. There I met Hirogus 
and Hirogos was design uh, doing like very hardcore like uh, protocol design stuff. At that time, I was building the uh, like Algorand smart contract language PyTO, and uh, I kind of uh, I mean I do have a like a like kind of formal computer science education. Uh, my kind of background is uh, database systems and programming languages. I mean I do have kind of like a rigorous and formal treatment of mathematics. But until my time at Algorand, I started to work on more like cryptographies. And I was really kind of like amazed by like a zero knowledge proof cryptography since that time and kind of uh, digging into that rabbit hole uh, since then, right? I think, um, I think the, uh, what's actually motivated me to build Manta is really from the problem rather than from the technique. I think um, if, you, um, if you actually know a little bit about how blockchain works, right? You thought like blockchain must be using some like, crypto stuff, right? It must be private, but actually it's a country, right? So it's really like kind of like sending your money over Twitter, right? You broadcast your transaction to like all, every person on earth. And what makes things worse is that this transaction history will be there forever, right? This is a huge issue, at least in my view, right? So I think uh, I kind of, uh, since then, systematically studied all those kind of like literature, for example, uh, Losable like Monero, like Zcash, and a few others, uh, like privacy designs, that's where we come up with Manta, all right? So I think Manta really come up with solving the problems. So what is the problem we saw? I think the biggest problem we saw is that, uh, uh, I mean, lacking privacy, of course, is issue, right? Also, I think a huge thing we saw is that uh, uh, the existing kind of like a privacy a blockchain product, uh, it kind of lacks of utility, right? So for example, uh, taking Zcash is, as an example, right? I think it's great. Uh, we learn a lot from the protocol design point of view, but it's a single asset protocol, right? I think in the kind of like open blockchain world, everyone has their own, like, like everyone has their own favorite tokens. We don't want to take any opinion on that. We want just like privatize any kind of tokens we want, right? And the second biggest issue is that uh, we think it's kind of like a, the private token lacks programmability. And this is actually what uh, Manta is going to work on. Lacks actually bring like a privacy preserving smart contract uh, into, into the platform, right? So, but I think in short, right? So we are kind of a privacy uh, utility providers. Uh, we can provide utilities to a uh, privacy utilities to all the substrate, substrate, substrate and the uh, Polkadot-based tokens through XEM. And hopefully we can uh, via like, like the decentralized bridge like Acceler to provide like privacy utilities to all the uh, tokens in other ecosystems. So that's kind of like a, a short, uh, description of Manta. Amazing. And uh, I think with Axelar, our vision from, from the very beginning was that different blockchains will specialize on different use cases. And we actually considered with Sergey at some point working on, on privacy just because of, of the need for this. But at the end of the day, we decided to do one thing and do it well, build this cross-chain infrastructure. And, you know, we leave it to guys like, uh, like yourselves to actually do this right and we'll bring the assets over. But I think one of the original motivations was that we need privacy. We cannot build it everywhere. It's just not compatible with, uh, with most blockchains out there. So just a subspecific blockchain specializing on, uh, on privacy is, uh, is what we need for this. And uh, you, know, you, you build this public good for the Polkadot ecosystem, but uh, I think the possibilities are endless here. We can build, bring assets from like uh, Bitcoin, any other blockchain, and uh, yeah, basically make Manta privacy hub for, for the whole space. So when it comes to, um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, please, please, yeah, I don't have the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so curious, like, uh, you know, there's a bunch of assets we can bring uh, over with Axelar, right? We're, uh, Axelar is a Cosmos IBC chain, uh, for those who don't know, so we can, you know, once we connect to Manta, 
We can bring assets from basically the whole Cosmos ecosystem. So curious, what are some big synergies you see um, in the early days? Is it just bringing assets? Like, should we start thinking about composing applications with application built on top of Manta? I guess, what are the core, uh, where do you see most of the demand for assets? And what are some applications that uh, people should be excited about in the early days? Oh, I think uh, I think there are like definitely like, endless possibilities of the uh, private applications. I think, uh, in terms of like collecting Acceler uh, ecosystem, right? All the I think it's really about like we don't uh, again like we are like permissionless blockchain, right? So basically, uh, like anyone can privatize any kind of asset, Manta. And uh, for 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 example, I, I think a lot of folks are excited about like a, a Terra in Cosmos ecosystem and for example, like the assets like UST and all these kind of like a, a Cosmos assets we are pretty excited to privatize. And also I think, uh, uh, I think what, uh, what is interesting at least to me is that, uh, so there are two kind of, uh, I mean, people talk about bridges, people are talking about composabilities, programmabilities a lot, right? But, I, but indeed there are two kind of things. I think bridge is actually a far like a more important uh, architecture than than people thought. I think the first kind of synergy is that, for example, uh, very simple, right? So, for example, people have some tokens in, um, let's say, Terra or like a Cosmos ecosystem or like a, a Avalanche or whatever uh, blockchain that Acceler supports, and then then they transfer token to us and we privatize that, right? That's that's the first layer. And actually, there is a second layer, which is so. I think in the future. Um, the bridge should support something, some like a primitive kind of like RPCs in distributed system, right? You can have like a remote execution. It, you actually bring like better, like more APIs just as a fungible token transfer. I think that will be more interesting in the sense that uh, it can bring kind of like a interchain connectability through like compostable function costs, like smart contract function costs. I think we are still kind of in the early stage, but uh, I think then till that day, right? So you don't have to kind of like choose your choose any blockchain. You can just stay your favorite stay at your favorite blockchain and uh, kind of like a smart contract can bring you everywhere. Right. So and uh, in terms of the concrete applications, I think we do have a few like a very nice applications uh, like we think is super important. For example, right? So uh, let's say um, I think a lot of people knows the uh, recent uh, uh, like constitution DAO stuff, right? Bas- basically because of the lack of the privacy, um, the DAO actually lose the auction, right? So I think, uh, let's say, if if Manta connect through Acceler collect like a broader broader aspect of the of the things, right? So for example, uh, the the auction could have been privately in Manta's zero knowledge proof circuit, and uh, um, so if you are a DAO, right, you don't have to be, be become this kind of like open governance model to lose this uh, uh, like a constitution constitution auction. Uh, to like a, to a hedge fund guy, just like bid, like one dollar more than you, and uh, then you lose the entire auction, entire the entire auction because of lack of privacy, right? Another, I think, um, another kind of a concrete application I can think of is that, for example, uh, let's say if you have a, a if you have a DAO, right? So you want to have a smart contract to do the governing. However, you want to send the uh, like members salary, right? So I'm pretty sure like no one want to. Uh, expose their salary payment in the uh, like a, a completely in the open, right? So then you can use kind of like a mental pace private payment functionalities to do the to to get a kind of open like open source governance structure uh, in blockchain, right? I do think um 
so currently, like we don't have see a lot of uh, privacy adoption in that because of lack of utility, right? And once we have this utility, uh, that's a goal that Menta hopefully to bring to the to the surface in the next uh, uh, next few years. So we can definitely see more and more like a private applications. And last but not least, right? So basically, uh, Menta is going to build a, like a open sourced and also EVM compatible programming layer for the program asset. Really, the question should be asked yourself, right? Which kind of uh, like a, a smart contract you can build on top of the private asset support? I think the uh, possibility is just like endless, honestly. Awesome, yeah. And uh, maybe to quickly focus on the first one, that's uh, a use case I had not realized becomes possible with uh, Manta. And uh, with Axelar, we're really focused on user experience. So initially with satellite, uh, you know, we provide seamless cross-chain asset transfers, but the goal really is to provide users with the ability to uh, interact with any application from their wallet on any platform, right? So let's say you have Metamask on Ethereum, you want to like, uh, you know, place a bid or vote on something. Basically what we can do is we can have users place their votes like privately on Manta and basically without the information, right? So back to the Ethereum, the Solidity application. So the user really never has to even like have a Manta wallet and all the private backend of, of uh, the application can uh, live, on, live on Manta. So I think that's actually like uh, quite powerful. And uh, yes, we should start thinking about this, uh, this use case a bit more. Uh, on, uh, I guess on the EVM layer, like the other reason why it's uh, very attractive to, to something like Axelar is because we can deploy our existing contacts, right? And uh, we're very thoughtful about security. Right, and uh, we can. The stack is definitely generalizable; it can connect to any chain. But we have to be a little conservative, right? With uh, new stacks, like they need to be audited properly. And the EVM stack is the most battle-tested uh, so far. So, curious, like uh, if you have any concrete timelines there, and uh, I guess, yeah, how should we start thinking about about integration on uh, on that end? Because that would basically make the integration trivial and also like very solid from a security standpoint. Right, 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 right. For sure, for sure. I think uh, we get a pretty good idea how this like a program programmable like asset layers uh, like design. I, I I think we solved kind of all the hard uh, uh, design issues. One of the design issues here is that how we uh, kind of console, because uh, uh, for um, for some someone who don't know Menta, right? Because of the privacy, like Menta fungible token layers is using a UTXO model. And uh, if you want to uh, do a programmable layer to EVM, then you need to kind of do some like consolidation of the UTXO and the account model. And I think I think we have a very elegant technical solution for that, right? I think in terms of the concrete development timeline, uh, it's I think we are going to uh, launch the uh, testnet for the programmable uh, pro private asset support, uh, like uh, most likely on. Q3 or Q, Q4 this year. But actually, before that, we have more exciting things. So we are actually going to launch the um, like a private payment testnet v2 end of the uh, February, which is really soon. So this brings a few like a exciting updates to the existing private payment uh, product. For example, uh, the first one is reusable address. And uh, the second one is uh, the zero knowledge Zero knowledge proof performance is in, improved by a lot. Uh, we work really hard to kind of uh, optimize the zero knowledge proof circuit. So, for example, um, like current uh, in the next version, the the next version Menta Pay, like a private uh, payment uh, zero knowledge proof circuit, um, is actually like a one tenth of the 
constraint compared with the Zcash sapling. And we are we have a multi multi asset support and Zcash doesn't, for example, right? So this really kind of like a in, increase the user experience in terms of approving time a lot. And uh, yeah, so I think uh, I think definitely we are getting a pretty busy year in the uh, 2022, and uh, just have a like a, a serious more like a product uh, update uh, coming 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 in the way. Yeah, like everyone, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's great stuff, and you definitely have the right team to to work on all those things. I guess, uh, yeah, uh, one other like thought I I just had is, uh, you know, with with composability, right? When we want to compose with with a private chain, uh, usually, from my understanding, right, uh, you know, if you want to like, I guess, be anonymous with your transactions, you want to leave the asset on the on the private chain for a mm-hmm. while, right? If I mm-hmm. take Bitcoin, like go and swap it through Manta, like for Ether, people can like correlate the, the transfers, right? Like the amounts, like if uh, I basically like swap Bitcoin for Ether on Manta and then like take it out, it will be pretty easy for people to trace. So uh, do you think like people should start thinking about, I guess, parking their assets of Manta for some time, just uh, trying to, to better understand like the, the design space for cross-chain composability? When it comes to leveraging all the advantages of, uh, of privacy that Manta offers, right? So that's 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 very interesting. This is actually something like uh, actually like we observe, right? So, uh, so when you when you talk about privacy, you have to like kind of carefully define what is privacy, right? So here, uh, so basically, there is a privacy of the uh, transactions execution logic, and there is a privacy of the end users. And at Manta, we care about the privacy of end users. So, for example, um, that's why we can reconsolidate the private asset with programmability in the sense that our um, kind of like a business logic layer still could be public. Um, in, in I mean, in the ninety percent of use cases. But however, as long as kind of we uh, we basically have this kind of like a UTXO to account model consolidation layer, so that we can simulate the the account model using the UTXO, right? Your like private identity was still remains, right? So this is basically the uh, the, the the way with that. For in, in concrete example, right? So for example, like if people are using um um if people are using like a, a like whatever uh like chain that Acceler supports, they are using a MetaMask and they want to uh kind of like a, a execute a smart contract call on on Manta, right? So let's say if we can actually build some like a kind of like a RPC mechanisms through Xstatter on this cross-chain trans uh, and this kind of like cross-chain remote execution, right? I mean, people just don't need to do anything. Just like using using uh, like his or her like MetaMask to um, to sign to to sign the to sign the function call and it's getting executed, right? Basically, um, while this um, then I mean, people like uh, people has basically has another layer of account that has a Different set of secret that controls the private asset while getting uh, kind of like a, getting some like a side effect of the of this of this execution, right? So I think this is a uh, so this is a I mean uh, for the time's sake, I wouldn't dive bore you with the technical details, but basically the idea here is that uh, um, like this uh, this kind of RPC like uh, composability of the cross chain execution uh, could make a lot of things possible. Great, and uh, it also sounds like a more pragmatic approach, right? So you don't try to, you know, uh, hide every little thing. Uh, you're just focused on, like, you know, giving privacy to the end user and uh, doing it so in a way that that is easy to implement, right? So 
right, right, uh, right, you're probably right. that's why you're gonna be first to market like when compared to, to some of these other solutions that uh, that try to do everything so yeah yeah right, those right. are some some interesting interesting trade-offs right and right. uh yeah yeah and i guess yeah maybe one last question from me and maybe i pass it to you to to see if uh if you'd like to know more more about axelar but you know, with Axelar, we've been talking to the various parachains, and uh, ideally, you know, we'd like to connect everything directly, but we have to be mindful of uh, the existing interoperability protocols within the Polkadot ecosystem and the health of the ecosystem in general, right? So, uh, for example, concretely, if, say, we bridge con uh, directly to, like, Moonbeam, and then bridge directly to Manta, A-Star, Akala, then we'll have four different versions of uh, UST in the Polkadot ecosystem, right? And then if you try to bridge them over using XCMP, you wouldn't be able to do that, right? You'd end up with different versions. So this would only lead to more fragmentation. So one potential solution to that is that for, you know, either everyone like uses the whatever, like Axelar or whatever protocol connects those parachains and then uh, XCMP is, you know, not widely used, which doesn't seem ideal. Uh, given that XCMP is the most seamless way to transfer assets within Polkadot parachains. The other one would be to maybe like pick a layer, uh, pick a parachain for its asset. Maybe we could say like, I don't know, Moonbeam is going to be the landing parachain for UST. Uh, you know, we do it on uh, on Manta and then people just use XCMP to move across parachains. And all this we can abstract away from the user, right? For example, right, right, right. Axelar could move like UST to Moonbeam and then we'd have a proxy contract that would basically just send it directly to the user on Manta, right? So you'd get the optimal user experience and you would also be compatible with uh, with XCMP, but then it would be up to the communities to, you know, split the assets. So yeah, curious if you have any any thoughts around that, but uh, oh, know, oh, I see. Really, yeah. I was yeah, kind sorry. of like, I was digging to the rabbit hole of uh, XCM, XMMT these days. Uh, so this, I mean, there are some like more elegant solutions here, right? So basically, uh, XDM is really kind of a so X so there is a difference between XDM and XMP. XDM is kind of like a program language, and XMP is a protocol. And it, I mean, XDM actually is quite flexible. So for example, we can actually consolidate. For example, Manta. We are also working with Moonbeam, by the way, as well, right? So for example, we can consolidate, right? So for for example, once you enter the substrate or like a parity ecosystem, right? You, we can consolidate one of the reserved locations of that, and then the cross-transfer, cross-chain transfer will be become very easy. Also, we could having some like a unified token identifiers for this, uh, like, uh, for example, the uh, cross-consensus, cross, cross consensus, really not cross-chain. Cross-consensus means that some uh, asset that others in Pogdo asset, like bring through Accelerator to this uh, Pogdo ecosystem, and then we can actually I think uh, honestly, I think uh, if all the team work together, uh, we can have a like a, a much better solution to the end users. This uh, fragmentation, I, I honestly, I don't think this is necessary. Great, yeah, and I don't think it's it's a technical problem really, right? It's just about getting everyone together, agreeing to some standards. Uh, so yeah, we should get this dialogue going. And honestly, yeah, Polka dot like everyone really wants to work together and do the best for the ecosystem. So it's uh, it's a super collaborative <laughs> ecosystem, but uh, yeah, we should get these discussions going. And I'm sure internally, like within the different teams, uh, there is already some dialogue. So uh, we really should push this forward as we're bringing more assets to, to Polkadot from external chains. Uh, awesome, yeah. thanks, Sumo. Yeah, I guess, Great. yeah, sorry. I, I just wanted to yeah see if you have any questions as well. Like uh, I know I took up most of the time, but happy to also see how we can help, right? If you have any particular questions, 
uh, about Axelar. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, yeah. I, I read the Axelar white paper pretty deep, so I kind of understand. Just for just want to, um, for some folks don't know Axelar as much as I do, right? So, so for example, uh, can you give us a like short description? Like, I mean, there are tons of token bridges right now, right? What is the differentiate Axelar? from the other bridges, for example, the multisig based, all the others, right? So I think it may be great if you can uh, give give some like uh, listeners that who don't know Accelerator as much, uh, a kind of like a, a short description, like why Accelerator is truly different. Absolutely, yeah. So Accelerator itself, and there is a differentiation here, it's not a bridge, right? Uh, we have this satellite bridge built on top, but Accelerator is just a cross-chain uh, messaging layer, right? So you can build all kinds of applications on uh, top of it. And uh, that's that's really unique because, well, first of all, most of the bridges that you see in the market today are pairwise. So for example, like if you move uh, using some other bridge, for example, like UST to Avalanche, then you cannot move it directly to Polkadot. You have to go back to Terra. Uh, so even the, the first application that we built, Satellite with Axelar, it's kind of a uh, you know unidirectional solution that you can use to route assets. So if you try it out, you can go like, UST like from Phantom to Avalanche to other chains. So it has this more, more general property, right? So it's more of an end-to-end uh, connector rather than, uh, than a bridge. Uh, at, at its core layer, Axelar is all about passing information, passing messages uh, across different blockchains. And uh, to my knowledge, it's the first permissionless and decentralized solution for something like that. It's uh, permissionless because it's built on the Cosmos stack. Axelar itself it's based on layer one technology. It has its own set of validators, uh, similar to other things like the Cosmos Hub, Osmosis, uh, Terra. And this is really the security model that any proof of chain uh, blockchain adopts, sorry, proof of stake blockchain adopts, right? And our thesis from the start was that, you know, it's, it's all about the validators. Security is all about the validators. Uh, strong validators run on all major chains. So we wanted to replicate that model and uh, basically, whenever you move assets or information through Axelar, you are depending on a decentralized on a decentralized set of validators similar to any other proof uh, proof of stake chains, right? And that's that's kind of a unique design that uh, we have not seen in um, many other bridges, with the exception maybe of of the Gravity uh, solution, which uh, connects right now like uh, Ethereum uh, and and Cosmos, and. Uh, you know, in, in the long-term term, like uh, besides besides some of these asset transfers that we're working on, we're also building the application layer protocol. At this point, the network itself is quite robust, so there's not too much uh, new features to build. We're really focusing on the application layer protocols so that you can leverage, as a user, you can leverage this native experience where, let's say, you want to interact with uh, something like Anchor on Terra, but you have your wallet on uh, Manta, right? And you hold some stake dot, a staking derivative on Manta, and you want to get a loan against it on Anchor on Terra, you really should be able to do it through your MetaMask or whatever the native wallet on uh, Manta is, where basically on the backend, what would happen is Axelor would route information over to, to Terra. It would get a loan in uh, UST on Anchor, and it would route the UST back and give it to the user. Uh, so basically, you can do all these like uh, cross-chain applications without actually having to rebuild as a developer on on fifteen different chains, right? So I think over the next year we're going to see a, a change in how people think about the cross-chain, where it's not really 
multi-chain as people build now, where you have to deploy on 15 different chains if you want to leverage different users. Uh, as a developer, you should be able to build on one blockchain for, uh, for your use case. And I guess Manta is, is a perfect example here because there's not many other blockchains like it. And through Accelerate, you will be able to bring over assets and information so that you can offer this native user experience for, for your users on, uh, on any other chain. Right, right. Interesting. So I think I wouldn't, I mean, actually the first time I saw like Accelerate design, I was like, this is so cool. I mean, you know, I was doing kind of like a database research before, right? So um, this is in database, there is a so-called star, star schema. I'm not sure I heard of it. Basically, there's a centralized table kind of within their satellite table, right? So just, uh, just making sure, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I think uh, if you think about an um, internet, right? So basically, other bridges are peer-to-peer, -peer, right? You have this one bridge to other. My understanding is that Accelerate is more like a router, right? In the kind of like an internet analogy. You just like send the message through the Accelerate. Then you kind of route to different, different chains, chains, kind of like automatically with this uh, set of decentralized validator. Do, do you think it's the right analogy here? Yeah, yeah, I think it's a great analogy. And actually, for people who are familiar with, with Cosmos and Polkadot, and that was our original motivation, actually, right? Like with Polkadot, you have the relay chain that can route information across uh, different chains, and it's a universal protocol across this ecosystem. And similarly, you know, in the Cosmos ecosystem, you can connect chains directly, but you can also decide to go through the hub to, to do things more efficiently, right? So that was some of the original motivation for that. And we basically just generalize this model to account for chains that are not like IBC or XCM uh, compatible. But uh, yeah, for people who are in the Polkadot ecosystem, uh, one way to think about it is yeah, very similar to like the, the XCMP protocol, but universal for, for all chains, not just for, for Polkadot native chains. Great. Oh, by the way, Jurgos, uh, do you think we should uh, open some questions for the people attending this uh, event? Or uh, Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm not sure how to do that, but Eli, can we do this? Uh, we can. If people want to uh, raise their hands for a question, we can raise them up to be a speaker. Yeah, or maybe like Sumo and I don't have too much experience doing these spaces, so maybe people can also uh, drop on. Uh, I think it's standard that people also drop some questions on the chat if that's easier. But yeah, whatever works. We'll just see if anybody. Yeah, I'm not seeing any questions at the moment, guys. No worry. Uh, yeah, actually, I have a question coming from <laughs> myself. Uh, by the way, I'm uh, another co-founder of Manta. Uh, like, Ashumo uh, already like share everything, so I don't need to uh, like share anything about Manta. I just uh, get a question for your goals. Uh, I, the, the, actually, like you know, yesterday there's a really big news about the wormhole. Uh, you know, the, the things happen like uh, exploded the whole whole wormhole and uh, get all the Ethereum, you know, withdraw to FTX. And what do you think of that? And uh, and uh, what do you think, you know, uh, Acceler have, you know, uh, can can actually bring, you know, the security and uh, truly decentralized bridge to the to the space? Yeah, yeah it's unfortunate, and uh, these things will happen uh, over the next year. Like no matter what you build and how securely, there's always like things can go wrong. Right? There is some small probability that uh, things will uh, will go wrong, and uh, you know, with uh, with Mournful, it, it was more of a smart contract bug, so it was not really any any issue with the trust assumptions. You know, we saw some people on Twitter just you know blaming like these cross chain designs and like you know the incentive 
you know, that there's something wrong with their incentive structure. And uh, it was really like a smart contract bug, like it has happened like countless times to, to smart contracts and other places. So I think the best thing we can do here is, you know, just have insurance protocol in, in place so that people can get their funds back when, uh, when those things happen. But uh, yeah, well-audited code in general and just battle testing protocols for, for a while is, is the best path forward, right? And uh, yeah, it's all about security. So uh, yeah, at least, you know, we're, we're not going from the accelerator side. We're not going to rush with, with launching new things. We're going to just make sure that, that everything is secure. And uh, yeah, the security is, is a big focus. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that this happened with uh, Wormhole, like they have one of the, the better designs out there and uh, we wish them the best. So it looks like we do have a couple questions. Uh, I'm going to put somebody up here. Uh, Shipmate Cosmonaut, just give me a sec to add you. Shipmate, you there? So I just had a quick question. I'm sorry to take your time. Um, basically, so say that I have Atom tokens in my Kepler wallet, and I wanted to get them across to the Terra ecosystem, or I guess that's not a good example, but like the Ethereum ecosystem, and I'm not able to use the Gravity Bridge. How would XLR uh, help me in achieving that? I haven't had a chance to read the white paper, but I just just a quick understanding of how it helped me achieve that, and if if that's kind of what the goal is. Yeah, yeah. So I guess on the back end, the flow would basically be transfer with IBC over to Axelar, and then you'd use the protocol that we have to connect uh, Axelar with uh, with EVM chains, which is uh, you know it's a, a different protocol from IBC. But we take these two steps, right? Just transfer with IBC over to Axelar and then move it over to uh, Ethereum. On the front end, we have the satellite app that right now abstracts this away from the user, and you can actually like uh, just go and use it with uh, Ethereum or with uh, with Avalanche, with Moonbeam. And uh, basically, it's one click for the user, right? We give you a deposit address on Axelar, where you essentially, through Kepler, you go and route with IBC from whatever your chain is. I guess it's uh, Atom. You want to get Atom over to Moonbeam. Uh, you basically just go and route it over to that address. And on the back end, Axelar just takes care of like moving it to your destination address over on uh, on the EVM chain of of your choice, but at the core, it still leverages IBC, right? It is a, uh, it is a Cosmos-based thing. Perfect, thank you. Yorgos, what do you think? Time for one or two more questions? Yeah, happy with that. And uh, yeah, hopefully some people from my community have, have some questions about uh, Manta as well. Okay, perfect. I'm gonna put our next person up here. Unimi Henry Four. there you go, connecting now. Hey, Unimi, are you there? Looks like you're on as a speaker, but muted. Can you hear me? Yes. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, we Hello, can. can you hear me? All right, all right. Um, um, I just want to ask a little a little question um, about the testnet. Is the testnet actually available um, for developers to try and create apps, you know, and see how we can interact with that Axelar blockchain? Yeah, so right now, I believe on testnet, we, we, have, uh, we have it open for uh, asset transfers and some of the other features for generic message passing and the APIs for, for cross-chain composability are going to come over the next uh, one, two months. So yeah, just follow the official announcements, but uh, I think those things are coming very soon. And you can already play with, uh, with regular asset transfers on testnet. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Um, I just want to ask a little bit question, you know. Sorry for this this very last question, anyway. Um, um, we were actually sure. trying to build a, a decentralized exchange um on the Zilla blockchain. Since the Zilla blockchain is actually um able to connect as many blockchains as possible, will um the developers or let me say, will, will the exchange 
I think we lost you. You know, diversify different blockchain without actually bringing in a technology that you know bridges and other things. Hey, so you cut off a little bit in the middle, but I think I understand. Uh, I understand the question. So uh, it's not exactly how it would work. So uh, Acceler, while technically it is a layer one, and you could build uh, things on top of it. Uh, the way we're thinking about it is that it's just a pass-through layer, right? So as a developer, you should be able to go and build on uh, Avalanche, on Moonbeam, on uh, Manta, and Acceler will bring you the, the cross-chain composability you like, right? So if you want to build, to build something like ThorChain, you can go on Moonbeam, uh, right? You know, it can even be like a, a Uniswap fork, and basically will just provide the APIs so that you can access assets from uh, various different blockchains, right? But it would not be... I guess built directly on Axelar as a layer one. You just pick the best chain you like, be it like Terra, Avalanche, Moonbeam, Manta, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll provide the the cross chain, uh, the cross chain APIs to to you, and it's gonna be very easy to integrate. All right, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I think uh, I love your project and keep it up. Thank you. Yeah, and that's uh, I guess that's that's coming over the next one two months. So yeah, feel free to reach out on uh, on Discord over at the end of the team if you are building something, and uh, we'll you know be happy to to jump on a call and help you figure it out. All right, no problem. Thank you very much. Okay, Yorgos, uh, one more, or shall we call it a day? I know we're coming up on forty minutes in. Uh, yeah, I think people may may have to jump. I have another call as well, so maybe yeah. we cut it here. Uh, let's. Yeah, I don't know. Two more, Victor have. Anything to add? Yeah, I think that's great. Thank you. Yeah, let's let's end here. Thank you for your time. Thank you for inviting us. All right. Thank you, everyone, for for coming by. Uh, thank you for the questions. Sorry to the folks we didn't quite get to, but we'll have more AMAs coming up uh, next week and, and the following. So come by and, and join us again, and we'll we'll get to you next time. All right. Have a nice day. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was an AMA with Axelar and Manta Network recorded on Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by WeFund. WeFund is a community crowdfunding cross-chain incubator on Terra, and it's the first launchpad that implements a milestone funding release system to protect investors. All money raised for projects is deposited in Anchor Protocol, and it's refundable, and all decisions are based on community voting power. WeFund is community-focused and designed to be a user-friendly experience for both project creators and investors. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the Telegram for more information. Links are in the show notes and check them out online at WeFund.app. This episode of The Ether is also brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pain. Checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows. But then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo. I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio. Six feet, mother. The fucker step the fuck back Doing 
little magic pulling rabbits out the rucksack Not everybody's always in it for the money Looking like another crooked Sunday and I'm working Monday So you know I ain't stressing, left debating great methods Amazed to play Inception, the base stay blessed See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties The sums of money that go to the record label per playback Can seem insultingly small Many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But, for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 Another day, another lesson, living in the eighth dimension, might be worth a little mention, living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel, reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal, just to make a motherfucker wish, Ah shit, now you only got two left, you know what I wish, we didn't have any loose ends, you know what I miss, listening to excuses, now we're on the fence, like we forgot how to choose, that's what happens when people don't know what's true In the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom In the lunchroom just trying to laugh it off Meanwhile foaming at the mouth like a rabbit dog Like a fake mate and call at the zoo It's looking like the view is getting disappointing too I'm working on the new shit, trying to produce it It's what I'm willing to go through when I'm making my music Spaces. <laughs>